0: It is almost Christmas, and I am so excited. If you have been following along, this is an Advent series, and this is the 4th of 4. And I've been talking about the people of the Nativity. Started with Mary, then we talked about the innkeeper and the shepherds, and King Herod, and the wise men. And so you had to know that this week was going to be all about Jesus. And obviously, when I decided to do this series, I would speak about Jesus, because Christmas is all about the birth of Jesus. And it just felt super cliché to say, Jesus, best gift ever, and obviously I really do feel that way, but I thought, oh, blah, 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 everybody talks about presents and gifts, and you know, when you think about Christmas, often that's the first thing you do think of, is like, oh, it's Christmas shopping, and I gotta buy gifts, and, and presents, and wrapping, and I don't know about you, but I hate wrapping presents, thank God for gift bags I dig a good gift bag but on the other hand too like I like it when somebody tears open a gift and I like to tear open a gift too um but wow it it, it really is all about the wrapping and I am a terrible rapper both for presents and actual like rap music I'm a bad rapper that way too <laughs> that's hilarious because it is so pathetic and I apologize to all the rappers in the world that I just did that anyways and obviously that isn't even the rap part so I'm just ridiculous but if we're going to talk about things that are wrapped we must talk about Jesus Christ because when I thought about Jesus and wrapped in swaddling cloths or swaddling clothes, depending on who reads it and how you read it. But it's true. That is specifically in the Bible. And it is unbelievable how the story of Jesus Christ goes from birth to death to resurrection And there's, and he is wrapped in cloths. So stick with me because this is going to be the most exciting gift you have ever unwrapped. So let's start by talking about the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, And interestingly enough, as we have been talking about the birth of Christ, Matthew sort of comes from a perspective that is almost like Joseph's view. And Mark doesn't even talk about the birth of Christ. He goes right into um, Jesus as a boy and the life of Jesus from there. Luke is where we get our full on Christmas story. That is where the account is straight from beginning all the way to the end. And Luke does a fabulous job. And I feel like that's even more from like more of Mary's perspective. And then John takes a really interesting attempt. I shouldn't say attempt, but a a, take on the birth of Christ, you know, he talks about in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. So it's basically saying that Jesus is God and has been with God from the beginning of time. And so that sort of helps us to understand God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy spirit, because he talks about God from the beginning of time and that God is the word and the word became flesh. And so it's really interesting how at the, at the birth of Christ well, clearly important because Jesus comes to earth, but not all of the gospels talk about it in the exact same way or even from the very beginning. They all acknowledge that Christ was born, but just don't tell the story quite in its fullness. So when we talk about Christmas and we say things like, Oh, come, let us adore him. It's interesting because throughout this Christmas season, my pastor has been absolutely—I well, don't know what to say. Like I—I was gonna say like adamant, but that makes it sound like he's you know crabby about something. and There's no crabbiness, but he's just trying to make sure to make the point that when you when you worship the birth of Christ, you are worshiping. Christ who would who was born to die that he was born to be our savior and we do talk about all of that kind of stuff but we we sort of get lost in the Sunday school part of just that you know this happy story of a family and a baby is born and yay that's so great but it is Jesus our savior our messiah and so honestly if we stay at the stable, if we stay at the manger and adore Jesus there, it's like getting up on Christmas morning and admiring all the presents and not unwrapping them. And so we want to make sure that in order to celebrate Jesus, we don't stay at the manger. We unwrap all the gifts, and there are so many gifts right there in the manger through Jesus Christ. And we are going to just talk about a few of the really big ones. So I'm kind of cracking myself up because you know how when you unwrap a present, sometimes somebody will wrap separate stuff in like tissue paper. Like if you're like, if it's in a gift bag and all the stuff is wrapped separately and so it's one present, but in and amongst that one gift is lots of gifts. I do this for my grandbabies all the time because it's fun to unwrap every little thing. I just, I've done it a million times cuz I love doing it. So, that's what we're going to do first. So, in in this baby wrapped in swaddling clothes as you unwrap this baby are all kinds of wrapped treasures and the first one is joy. And we know that we know that joy comes with it because the angel says, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. So we know that with the birth of Christ comes joy, but it doesn't just stay at Christmas. Jesus himself tells us about joy. And as he's teaching his disciples in John 14, Am I getting this right? No, John 15, verse 11, he says, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Unbelievable. And I think of the song, I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. I would sing it, but I sing pretty bad, and I've already done that a couple times, so I'm not going to be that person um, who sings bad and continues to try to do it. But I do love that song because I can only guess that there's been just a glimmer of that joy in my life, and it's amazing. And so Jesus says, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you. Can you imagine the joy of Jesus Christ in you? Wow. And that because of that, our joy is complete. And so the joy that we experience from Jesus is quite different than what we might typically say brings us joy. It is not complete until it is the joy of Jesus. And it starts with his birth, and it goes all the way to his death and resurrection. And we certainly don't find joy in his death, right? And yet somehow we call it Good Friday. Well, we're lucky that we can call it Good Friday because we know what happens afterwards. But that part is the hard part. But our joy is complete when Christ raises again. So the next present that we get to unwrap is peace. And we know that at the birth of Christ, we get peace because the angel told us that too. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. So when you know Jesus, you know peace. It's a cool bumper sticker too. Like K-N-O-W, know Jesus. K-N-O-W, know peace. N-O as in know jesus and N-O, oh no peace get it no jesus no peace two different takes on no anyways it's all about peace and my brain is completely going to being crosby and david bowie and peace on earth and the little drummer boy not little drummer boy not even close to my favorite christmas carol But that version, oh my goodness, so, so good. And so we know that peace comes with the birth of Christ. But Jesus also reiterates his peace so many times in the New Testament. And he says to his disciples, in, and I got to check my reference in 1427, John 1427. And he says, peace, I leave with you and my peace, I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Peace on earth can only exist when you know Jesus. And that is the truth. It is just the truth. And if we all did what Jesus did and acted the way Jesus told us to act, we would have peace on earth. And when you know Jesus, you want to try for that peace. You want to be a peacemaker. And so that is the reason why we talk about peace on earth during Christmas more than any other time. And I think the Lenins, John and Yoko, to be exact, had it right when they said, all I am saying is give peace a chance. Jesus was saying, I give you my peace. And it's not the same way that the world gives it to us. But don't be troubled by that and don't be afraid. So we can have peace when we think about Christmas. But we got to make sure to carry it all the way through, through to the cross, through to the empty tomb, And through to when Jesus comes back again. I love opening presents, by the way. I had a big family and we always had lots of presents, and it just was lots and lots of fun. Have you ever bought somebody a gift and you want so bad to give it to them before Christmas? And sometimes you even like give hints about what it is. I am totally that way. And I giggle because my sister is that way. My niece, Emma, is that way. My daughter, Susie, is that way. Somehow you always kind of want to tell somebody what you're giving them um, or give them hints. The birth of Christ was a ton like that, because God had spoken through prophets to foretell what would happen. So the Israelites were waiting for this Messiah. They were hoping for the King of Kings, and they were expectantly waiting, I guess is the right word to say, because they, because God had said, I will bring you a savior to save you from your sins. We know that Adam and Eve sinned. And because of that, they're separated from God. And the only, the consequence is death. And so when we sin, we're going to die and be separated from God. And so the God is like, but I made these people and I love these people and I want to stay in relationship with these people, but I can't, you know, go back on my word. So I will, so I will sacrifice myself. I will sacrifice my son for their sins so that We can be reconciled with God. You know, hark the herald angels sing, God and sinners reconciled, that whole thing. I mean, these hymns like really do tell the story of Jesus. You just got to put them all together to make sense. And so, my point is we unwrap hope because at the birth of Christ, there is hope that feels fulfilled because Christ is born and what the prophets have said has come true. And here is their Messiah. Maybe not the way they fully expected in a tiny little baby in a manger, like that's kind of weird, but there is definitely hope and hope that this baby would grow up to be a man who would die on the cross, descend into hell, and then raise again, rise again? I keep saying raise, but I think it's raise again from the dead, come back to earth. He spends 40 days on earth before he ascends into heaven. And so, Hope for us is the hope that we have in Jesus and eternal life. And if any of you have experienced a death this year or in previous years, sometimes Christmas is hard because you miss that person and you miss the traditions and all the kinds of things there. But our hope is in this baby who would die for us so that we would live eternally. And so for hope, we go to, oh my goodness. And I didn't write it down. I'm going to come back to it. But our hope is in the New Testament. And the verse is, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with our God through our Lord Jesus Christ. There's the peace. Through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that in suffering, we know that suffering produces perseverance perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. We know that God's love was poured out on Christmas when Christ was born through His entire life on earth, through His death and resurrection and ascension into heaven, through Him giving us the Holy Spirit, and our hope is for when He returns. And so it will be like Christmas all over again. And so hope at Christmas can feel so comforting and so amazing. And we're grateful for that hope that is lying in the manger. Are you the type of person that will shake a gift? We weren't allowed to touch our gifts growing up, and I'm sure it's just because that spoils it. I actually was a pretty good rule follower Although one time my mom wrapped a pair of mittens in aluminum foil and wrapped a blue ribbon around like the wrist. And I thought it was so cool looking because I thought, I wonder if that's really mittens in there. And so I poked it and it really was soft. Truth be told, it could have been socks or underwear or something like that. But I, at that point, I knew it was mittens because I just it was shaped like a mitten. It was soft. And so when I opened it, it kind of did spoil the surprise. And it kind of spoiled the gift. And I had a ton of guilt that I knew what it was. But they were cool mittens, and I did like them. But my real point is, have you ever done that? Shaking it, and it makes a sound. And then based on the sound, you know what it is. Well, shake... The baby Jesus and the sound he makes is grace. And we don't shake babies. That's a terrible reference. Um, But my real point is grace was heard in the first breath of a newborn that is crying. And grace is also in the last breath of Jesus who is dying on the cross because it it is there that we receive all the riches of God at Christ's expense. God's riches at Christ's expense is the acronym GRACE and so we get forgiveness of sins without Ping for it. We get the gift of grace for nothing. It is a gift given to us and it is undeserved. And so I love that in Romans, it starts by saying, Nevertheless, death reigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even over those who did not sin by breaking a command, as did Adam, who is a pattern of the one to come. So in be- there's another verse that comes right after, but first I want to go to the New Testament because this explains it. Perfectly. John seventeen, John 1 17 says, For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So that grace fulfilling the debt of our sin, the grace that we get comes through Jesus. Sin came through Adam. So the next part of Romans 5, after verse 14, says, but the gift is not like the trespass. For if the many died by the trespass of one man, how much more did God's grace and the gift that came by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to the many. Nor can the gift of God be compared with the result of one man's sin. The judgment followed one sin and brought condemnation, but the gift followed many trespasses and brought justification. Adam sinned, and therefore we have all been sinful humans." Jesus didn't sin. But his gift of grace through just Christ brought redemption to all of us. And so, I mean, I love how it talks about, it uses the word gift so many times in that. And so in the manger is the gift of grace. And we need grace so much. We make mistake after mistake after mistake. And yet Jesus pours his grace on us on a daily basis. And he calls us to give grace to others as well. And I think that's part of the beauty of Christmas is that grace that inspires us to do good this time of year. And yeah, we should do it all year round, but there's there is something magical about Christmas that just makes us be a little bit nicer contemplate that as the new year comes too. Maybe we could be a little bit nicer all year round. By the way, Grace is my middle name. I know, I'm real lucky. Next gift. I know, and also there's so many gifts, right? And, and honestly, there's even more gifts than what I'm talking about, but these are like the big, heavy, big gifts. You know, those those gifts that really need like the whole roll of wrapping paper so um it's it's like it's like all these gifts in a tiny little baby in a tiny little manger honestly the manger could have been huge i don't know i just assumed it was smaller cuz a baby fit into it and that's the way our brains work but the next gift to unwrap goes right along with grace and its mercy so grace is an undeserved gift, mercy is not getting what we deserve. And so we are sinful people and we deserve death and separation from God. But because of Jesus's grace, he gives us mercy as well in terms of not in terms of taking on the consequence of our sin, which is death and separation from God. And so when we know Jesus, we won't have that separation from God. And we, while we will die on earth, we will also raise with Jesus and live eternally. And that is so exciting. And what I think is really cool is that Mary recognizes mercy before Christ is even born, in her Magnificat, she says, his mercy extend to those who fear him from generation to generation. And then Jesus would tell us, as a grown-up, in his teaching, he says, blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. And so he tells us, to give people mercy the way he gives us mercy. And in a world right now with so much going on, we need to be merciful. We need to show the mercy that Jesus shows us. And what I love about these presents is that they are gifts that we can share and that we can give away and we don't lose anything. When we give it away, we still have that gift in its fullness. It overflows. Batteries are never going to run out on this. It's never going to wear out. It's never going to break. It's never going to be empty it is overflowing, and so sharing peace and joy and hope and grace and mercy is what we need to do, and we need to continue to unwrap them for ourselves, but then also allow others to unwrap them. All of these gifts wrapped in the gift of love love being the person of Jesus Christ both man and both god which in and of itself is an amazing gift jesus is peace jesus is joy jesus is hope jesus is grace Jesus is mercy and Jesus is love and what I found unbelievably amazing is that in the in the Gospels we know that Luke talks about at Christ's birth Jesus is wrapped in love um, and our gift is is so easily explained in John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Jesus also was wrapped in love at his death. And in Romans 5, 8, it says, but God demonstrated his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And the interesting thing, when I say wrapped in love, this is, I think, crazy interesting. Luke 2 verse 7 and she gave birth to her firstborn a son she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them Luke 2:12 this will be a sign to you you will find a baby wrapped in cloths lying in a manger in Matthew Mark Luke and John every single gospel speaks to Christ's death and burial. Matthew twenty-seven fifty-nine. Joseph took the body and wrapped it in clean linen cloth. Mark 15, 46. So Joseph brought some linen cloth, took down the body, wrapped it in the linen and placed it in the tomb, cut out of the rock. Luke 23, 53. Then he took it down, meaning the body, wrapped it in linen cloth, and placed it in a tomb cut in the rock, one in which no one had yet been laid. John 1940. Taking Jesus' body, the two of them wrapped it with spices in strips of linen. This was accordance with the Jewish burial customs. I have never put those two things together that Jesus came into this world wrapped in cloth and he left the earth wrapped in cloth at his death. He didn't stay in the cloth as a baby because he would grow up into a man and he didn't stay in the cloth at his death because he would beat death and beat sin and raise again victorious. And we know this to be true because John also records the cloth at the resurrection. John 20, verse 3, 4, verses 3 all the way to verse 8. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. crazy crazy that this gift of Jesus the gift of Jesus coming into our world and the gift of Jesus's death for us and for our sins are wrapped in linen and wrapped for us as a perfect gift so Let's take a quick break so that we can wrap this up. (laughs) I wish I could wrap up Jesus and give him as a gift to other people. I wish people would unwrap the gift of Jesus themselves and accept that gift. Can you imagine getting up on Christmas and simply not opening the presents that people have wrapped for you? That is what happens to us often. And I do this podcast because I want everybody to have that same joy, that same peace, that same hope, the grace, the mercy, the love that I get from Jesus because it really is the greatest gift ever. and Jesus our Savior tells us himself how the Father wraps us in love and how we should be wrapping that love up for others. In John 15:9, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. now remain in my love. And my favorite is in John 15:12. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. It really is that easy, and somehow we just make it hard. So, unwrap some love this year for Christmas, and keep unwrapping it throughout all of next year and all of your life. When we work hard to be like Christ our world really will know peace. Merry Christmas, everybody.